Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Yo, uh, um, can we get the other light on? It's like half the lights is on. There's two, there's two lights. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So what's up? There we go. I mean, yeah, alhamdulillah. Let's do it. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbak ya arhamar rahimin. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his love. Uh, we ask Allah for Jannatul Firdaus. Uh, we ask Allah for Jannatul Firdaus. Um, today is, uh, I think, our final session of the journey. And, um, and um, the Prophet ﷺ, in one narration, he said, There are over 100 levels in Jannah. There are over 100 levels in Jannah. And the highest level of paradise is Jannatul Firdaus. And it is that level of paradise where one sees the arsh or the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, I, I think that play area is going to become a play area right there. So if the brothers can kind of come in and fill in back there, or else I'm going to be distracted the whole halakha, yo. Inshallah. Yo, if, if you guys can kind of slide over over here, inshallah, some of you guys, uh, or else the kids are just going to play there the whole time. You feel me? Jazakumullah khair, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, Jazakallah khair, Bismillah. Um, so the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he told us, Fas'alullah al-Jannah, ask Allah for Firdaus. When you ask Allah for something, ask for the highest ranks of Jannah, and that's the gardens of Firdaus. Um, this, this series has all been about the, soul, the soul's journey back to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, And we've gone from the moment a person is leaving the world, the moment someone is, is leaving the world and their relatives are around them and they're leaving the world, to the moment now that we're at tonight where we're talking about the entry into paradise. And after the entry into the paradise, what the Prophet ﷺ has told us is prepared for us in the gardens of paradise. Now before I, I, I get into this, I really want to like uh, preface this with something. The Prophet ﷺ in the Quran has given us vivid details 
about what the hereafter is all about. And that's what we were studying this entire like 14 weeks. And when we talk about Jannah, I think one of the things we need to leave this Halakha series with is an is a Akhirah mindset. Like the hadith that we read at the beginning of last session was there was a, a Sahabi, his name was Harith. And when the Prophet asked him how he was doing, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm walking around and it's like I see Jannah right now. It's as if I'm walking these streets and I can see Jannah right now. And when we talk about the early days when Islam was first spreading in Mecca, when Islam was first spreading in Mecca, the scholars of Sirah, they say that the Sahaba were blessed at that time because they were walking in the world, but they were walking in a different world at the same time. And I hope that makes sense to everyone. They're walking on the same streets. They're walking in the same alleys. They're riding on the same roads. But because they have an akhirah mindset, they are living life completely different. As we go through these, these narrations and these descriptions of Jannah, this is real. This is what we're working for. And this is home. And so we're just going to jump straight into this, inshallah ta'ala. Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, and again, this halakha is about envisioning it, seeing it. So the whole time, your objective is to put your mind and your heart in these places. Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, he says, Yusaqu alladheena taqaw rabbum ilal jannati zumara, that all of the believers now are being gathered together and they're being taken into Jannah. They're being walked into the, into the gates of Jannah. And we already said that paradise has over eight doors. And each door has the name of certain people on it based on the, the act of worship that you were attached to. So as we say, get in where you fit in. Find an ibadah that you love and hold on to it because that's going to be the door that's calling you. Yo, Fatima, this is your spot right here. Mikael, this is your spot. Abdullah, this is your door. Hatta ida ato min Now all of the people of Jannah are reaching the doors of Jannah. Wajadu indahu shajara. Ali radiallahu anhu, he says, there's a tree near that door. يَخْرُجُ مِنْ تَحْتِ سَاقِهَا aynan, And there's this water that's flowing right next to this, these doors of Jannah. فَعَمَدُوا إِلَىٰ أَحَدِهِمَا And it's as if they were ordered to go and, and, and drink from this water. فَشَرِبُوا مِنْهَا And they'll drink from it. فَأَذْهَبَتْ مَا فِي بُطُونِهِمْ مِنَ الْقَذْرِ وَآذَا The narration says that they'll drink this water. And as they drink this water, the narration says their hearts and their insides will be clean from any filth inside. This refers to a verse of the Quran that says, Everyone walking into paradise at this moment is being purified. There's no more jealousy. There's no more sadness. There's no more competing with one another. There's no more, I got to be better than you. Why do you look better than me? All of that is being cleaned from the hearts at this moment. Uh, now everyone is walking into Jannah. What? Brothers and sisters. All of the drama is gone. All of the petty, all the petty little stuff we were arguing about. The little you did this, you cut me off in the parking lot. You double parked behind me. I had to wait 20 minutes after Halakha because you were inconsiderate. All of that is gone and no more. All the animosity. All the, you know what I was thinking about? So a lot of what we're going to be talking about is like we're chilling in Jannah. We're like, it's hard for me to talk about this, yo, Makare, because like, I don't know how much people chilled, right? So I have a jahiliya, you know? So I got to filter a lot of this, mashallah. 
So we're trying to chill together. And what I thought about is some of us are really socially awkward. So like we're chilling in Jannah, but the hearts are clean. There's no more sadness. There's no more, no more social anxiety. There's no more jealousy, awkwardness. Oh, you're, you're there and you're home now. So the narration says, They go to this water and they drink from it. And their heart is cleaned immediately. Then they go to the other one. The narration says they begin to wash themselves before they go into Jannah. They begin to wash themselves from this, this fountain of water. Their skin begins to glow and shine. You know, like someone was saying, glow up. Like this is the glow up moment. This is the glow up moment. They, they put this water, they begin to shine with beauty and, and na'im, luxury. From this moment, the skin never changes. No more little, okay, let me put something on this. No, the skin never changes from this moment. It's beautiful skin from this moment on. And then it goes, And from that moment when they wash themselves with this water, the hair is on point from that moment on. And the narration says, never will they have a bad hair day. I'm, not, I'm reading what Ali says. The same me. This is what Ali radiallahu anh says. From that moment, never a bad hair day. As if they have just come out like with oil on them. Beautiful. And now they move forward. To the gatekeepers and the, and the, the angels of Jannah. And what are the angels of Jannah saying as this whole entourage of the, the friends of God are coming in? What are the angels saying? Salamun alaykum. Salamu alaykum, everybody. Salamu alaykum. Tlibatum. Yo, you guys did a good job. All that fasting, all those hard rulings, waking up for Fajr, covering, all these difficult things, lowering your gaze. Tlibatum. You did good. You did good. Fadakhuluha khalidin. Come on in forever. Now this is where it gets real, y'all. Then these young, young men, young men, they run up to them, they meet them, to each person. They grab your hand and now they're taking you around. They're taking you to where you have to go to. And... The narration says, You know, subhanAllah, you ever had your little brother or somebody when you come home and like you haven't been there for a while, so they grab your hand and they're like, you know, I got to show you something. I got to show you something. I got to show you something. So these, these children of Jannah or young men of Jannah, you know, I say, I say young men, you know, because um, I was talking to my wifey, right? I don't know if she's in here right now. So we were talking about Jannah, and I was talking about, you know, I got wifeys in Jannah. <laughs> I was like, I got wifeys in Jannah, you know? She's like, I got Wildan. I got, I got young men in Jannah. And I was like, wait, but they ain't for that. She says, says who? <laughs> and low key, I asked one of the shuyuk, one of my colleagues, I was like, yo. He's like, yup. 
Whatever her heart desires. Why are you trying to make stuff haram in Jannah? So anyway, these young boys or young men who are eternally young, they grab each, the hand of each person who they're assigned. Imagine millions of these young, shining, like gorgeous, dressed so beautifully. Huh? They for us, they, they're taking us around though. They grab your hand. And what do they do? The same way somebody who hasn't seen you in a long time grabs your hand and wants to show you around. Their job is to take you home. Their job is to take you to your spot because Jannah is large, 100 levels, and you got a spot that's for you. Double or triple the size of this dunya. So here's the crazy part though. Abu Huraira says this though. It seems like we need guides to get to our spot in Jannah, right? They're not to guide us really. It's just, you're the guest of honor. Abu Huraira, he says that the Prophet said, By the one who sent me with truth, he's saying, By God, I swear to you. He's like, the way you know your home and the way you know your wifey or your husband, like you just know how to get to your home. Who here doesn't know how to get home? Who here doesn't recognize their family when they walk in the house? The Prophet said, you don't know your family here more than the people who walk into Jannah will already know their spot. So, you're, so hold up, y'all. Hold up, hold up. The first time you go somewhere, there's an awkwardness. I've never been here before. But the Prophet ﷺ, he's teaching it. And there's a verse of the Quran. That we will enter them into Jannah, but they already know where everything is because it's home. You already know who, who he is, who she is, who's this person, who's that person. Where's my house? Where's the pool? Where's the car? Where's everything? Haytham's down the street, go and go hook up with him. You already know because you're going home. So the narration says that these young men, young children, they grab, they grab the uh, people by the hand and they begin to take you. Now they're speaking to you because you're the guest of honor. They say, Abashir, uh, yo, yo, be happy, man. Do you know what Allah has set up for you here? Because, yo, we saw what you did back in the dunya. Yo, you were struggling. Yo, yo, Abashir. Then the children, those young men, those children will then go with the people. Now, those children, because you kind of know where you're going. It says those children will rush ahead to your family. That's at your spot in Jannah. Your husband, your wife, your, the servants that are there for you. All of that. They rush forward. Listen to what they say. You know, I, I truly wish for us to realize that we're going home. They go back to your home ahead of you. And what do they say? They go, they're like, yo, 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 Haytham's here. Haytham's here. I'm just using, he's in front of me. My bad, yo. Yo, Fatima's here now. So, so subhanAllah, they're ahead of you and they're running to your home to let everybody know, yo, yo, she's coming. She's finally here. Whatever your name was in the dunya, they know you. So they're running ahead to let the people of your home in Jannah know, yo, he's here. She's here. 
So the people at your home, they say, what? Anta ra'ayta? Yo, yo, you saw her? Yo, for real? You saw her? She's here. She's coming? Fayaqul ana ra'aytu. Yo, I saw him. I saw him coming. I saw her coming. There he is, there he is, there he is right there. You are returning home after being away from your place in Jannah for all of this time in the dunya. You were a child, you were a teenager, you went through the 20s, 30s, 40s, whenever. Then you went through the akhirah. You went through thousands of years in the akhirah. And now you're coming home. And the people at your castle of Jannah, they're sitting there saying, where's he at? Where's he at? We're waiting. Where's she at? Where's she at? Where's the queen? She's supposed to be here already. So what happens next? Did you see her? Yeah, I saw her. There she is, right there. She's coming. They're, they're, they're filled with joy. They're all your peoples are at the door. At the door, Makaira, at the door waiting for you. Now he begins to look at all he has. He begins to look at all he has. He's looking at his house. Now, I want to stop here before I read any more. Hold up. Before we read any more of this description, I need us all to understand that the Prophet Sallallahu he, he explained to us that Jannah begins where your imagination stops. Jannah begins where your imagination stops. So whatever description we read, it is only being placed in terms for this finite mind to have some understanding of what's truly coming. What's truly coming. And as you read these descriptions, just realize you're just getting a worldly understanding of something that's completely different. And in the words of the prophet, what did he say? Remember these words. Mala ainun ra'at. You have for you what no eye has seen. Wala udunun sami'at. No word ear has ever heard. Wala khatara ala qalbi ahadin. And where your imagination stops, that's where it begins. It never even dawned on a heart the things that are there. Before I go deeper, hold up, yo. Yo, I, I was reading this thing about like, I'd be reading some weird stuff, but don't judge me. I was reading this thing about like, like dopamine releases, okay? Right, like, so like, all of our rewards, like system is based off dopamine releases, right? According to neuroscientists, right? So like, one thing that I found was amazing is that they say that the biggest dopamine release is right before you get the thing you, ex you want. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're on Amazon and you like order the phone, that's the, that's the best. Every, from that point, it's like down. You get the phone, you open it up. It's like, all right, cool. So like you get a burger, like, this, like whatever. It's like, man, like right before you bite, that's the biggest dopamine release. Because in this world, once you obtain something, the biological, the biological factor is that the, it just gets worse from that point on. And that's why, subhanAllah, they talk about addiction. The addict is always chasing that dopamine release that happens right before they get the drug. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because the bodies of Jannah are rigged differently. They're created in a different fashion. That the pleasure just keeps increasing. 
And for us, it doesn't register because the moment we get it in this world, it just gets worse. But everything we're describing in Jannah is completely different. And, and, and I wanted to preface this with that so that as we read this, you have to realize that the Prophet is saying that it's not going to satiate you. It will be pleasurable to you, but it won't end the pleasure when you get it. And that's how the dunya is. Look, the dunya is not made to satiate you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You could get the, the, the tightest whip. I'm telling you. Everyone in this room, think about the time you got that whip you wanted. Car, 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 right? Right? <laughs> think about the time you got it. Like the moment the dude gave you the keys. You were, but after like two weeks, it was like. And then when somebody else hypes you up, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is lit, yo, yeah. <laughs> but the, the point, the reason I'm trying to say it, like this dunya is not made to satiate you. So everything that's mentioned from pleasure, because the things that are described are things of pleasure from this world. But in the akhirah, we're made in a way to truly enjoy it. And here, you're not made to enjoy it. All of it comes with pain and a bit of suffering. All of the pain, that, the things that are pleasurable, they come with pure pleasure in the akhirah. Let's read forward. So as I describe and read this description, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined, but the Prophet has left us a beautiful uh, description. So the people are walking into their home. He gets to his home and he begins to look at the house, looking at it. He sees the foundation is made of pearls and rubies. He looks up to the, to the top and it's beyond what his eye can see. And the narration goes to describe the carpets and the stairs and all of these things. And then when the person comes into the home, he says these words. And I want us, this is from the Quran. The person arrives in their place in Jannah. And at that point, what do they say? They read a, 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 a dua that's from the Quran, which is Alhamdulillah. All praise to Allah who has guided us to this. You know, sometimes you find yourself in a blessed place. You need to realize that that's a blessing Allah guided you to that. In the same way, you'll be grateful in Jannah when you get to that place. You need to be grateful that you're at a place of remembrance of God. Sitting in a gathering like this, low key, you just need to be like, yo, alhamdulillah. All praise to Allah who has guided me to a gathering where we're talking about Allah, talking about the Rasul, and talking about our place home. But the next thing I'm wondering about is all of those people that, that I love. My dad, my grandmother, my brother, my sister. All of us have loved people so close. And what is Jannah without them? There's a narration of Saeed bin Jubair. He says, and I want you to picture this. He says, a man will enter into their Jannah, escorted by their servants and the people serving them. Young men eternally created to be with them and serve them. He says, the person will enter into Jannah فيقول, Aina ummi. Yo, where's my mom? Where's my mom? I lost my mom, man. Everything I've been doing, I've been, I want to see mom. Aina, Aina Walidi, where's my dad? 
Where's my dad? Where's my brother? We lost our brother, man. We, we lost him when he was young. So the person is there asking, where, where, where? So the angel says, No, no, no. They're, they're, they didn't do the same actions that you did. They're not at this place with you. So the narration says, This person is in Jannah. They know the haq they have. They know they're a friend of God. So they say, no, no, no. I did action for me and them. I did action for me and them. You think I did all of this to be by myself here? Uh-uh. I did actions for me and them. And them. And the narration says, No, 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 Ya Allah, I did actions for me and them. And the Prophet taught us a verse of the Quran. The Quran says clearly that those who believe and their family follows after them with faith. And that's why if you have a family member, I don't care how sinful they are, if you have a family member that says, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, you need to say Alhamdulillah. You need to say Alhamdulillah. Because some of us, yours truly, would die want nothing more than just for them to say, La ilaha illallah. So at that point, the families are brought together. The families are brought together. More descriptions. The Prophet ﷺ, he explained what are the people like when they enter into Jannah. And again, the purpose is to see the vivid description that the Prophet ﷺ has given us. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Ahlul Jannah Shabab, Everybody that enters Jannah is 33 years old. That means my little Qasim, where that little dude at somewhere? My man Qasim going to be chilling with me. He's 33. That's going to be trippy, yo. That's going to be trippy. He ain't going to be a little kid in Jannah. going to be the same age, kicking it with his pops, inshallah. But then that means your grandmother, too. Your grandmother, who you only saw in old age. She's going to be beautiful. 30, 33. Everyone entering. The Prophet said, Ahlul Jannah, Shabab. All the Ahlul Jannah. Our Shabbat, there's a, there's a, a moment where the Prophet ﷺ kind of told a dad joke, yo. The Prophet ﷺ kind of told a dad joke one time. There was an elderly lady, and she said something around, around the lines of, uh, like, will I enter into Jannah? It was a dad joke, all right? It was a dad joke. Y'all know how dad jokes is kind of like, <laughs> right? But it's kind of funny. So the Prophet's like, oh, no, old people don't get to go into Jannah. And she was like, he's like, no, you're going to go in young. And she's like, oh, okay. I told you it was a dad joke. Right? It was a dad joke. So everyone enters into Jannah, Shabun, Thalatha wa Thalatheen, 33. The scholars say that's the peak, you know, that's, you're strong. Then the Prophet Sallallahu said, Jardun. What does Jardun mean? No hair on the body. Hair on the head, but no hair on the body. You ain't got to go to the, you ain't, you know, never mind, forget <laughs> Mu'az, what can I say? I was just, I got to make this real because, you know, like people read this and they're not real with reality. You know what I'm saying? You're not real with what is luxury 
in this world and what people strive for. Like I was talking to some of the students today, like if you take the most wealthy people of this world, the stars of the stars and the stars of this world, what is the climax moment? What is the climax moment of the most luxurious people? Like where do they show everything that they have? Walking on a red carpet with the, with the fleekest gear they got. That's the moment. Dressed in the most amazing thing. And so when we read these descriptions of Jannah, and it's talking about wine, as we're going to talk about, as they're talking about them chilling together, as it's talking about them uh, and the food that they have, a lot of us disconnect with reality, and that's what people in this world strive for, but it's on a whole nother level. So the narration says, there'll be shabun, jardun, no hair on the body, murdun, you know what murdun means? No facial hair. Clean, looks, you know, whatever. <laughs> Clothes that never get old. The Prophet says, no more defecation, no more urinating, that's gone. Abu Huraira says that I swear by the one who gave the Prophet revelation, the people of Jannah, each and every day, they will increase in their beauty. Then the narrations talk about the... Uh, the narrations talk about the people of Jannah meeting each other. What is Jannah if we're not together, if we're not talking, if we're not spending time together in the gardens of paradise? So the narration in the Quran, it tells us, that they will meet each other and they will talk about what it was like in the dunya. And the narrators, they say, they will ask each other, yo, what was it like for you back in the dunya? What was it like? What did you do? How hard was it? You know, after you, you know, like you run a marathon or you do something hard and you get to that finish line, you just look back. Yo, mile two was sick, yo. Mile three, it was hard. These people are looking back at the world and like, yo, tell it, what, what, was, what were you going through? What was it like for you? The narration continues. And this is while they're talking and they're drinking. They're drinking. The, and the, the Quran explains that there will be people or servants that will be walking amongst them serving these drinks. Now, the Quran speaks a lot about the khamr or the alcohol of the hereafter. And subhanAllah, if we look at the descriptions, it's very vivid in the Quran. La yusadda'una anha wa la yunzafun. They won't get any headache. Imam Razi says this, check this. He says, Ibn Abbas says that the khamr of this dunya has four qualities to it. Intoxication, headache, throw up, and pee, urine. This is the qualities of, of khamr in this dunya. But Jannah, none of that. Pure leza, pure, pure, pure enjoyment from this drink that they are given. La yusadda'una. So the narration says, while they're sitting together, enjoying each other's company, ala sharabihim, with their drinks being passed around. In one verse it says, Yetanaza is when you, um, you snatch someone from some, something from someone's hand. Like, thank you, man. Hey, some of y'all get it, some of y'all don't. Like they're passing it amongst themselves. From one to another. I'm just going to keep reading this. 
They're gathered together, passing their drinks around and, and, and enjoying each other's company. Now this is where the Quran speaks about how they're sitting together. The Quran says, They're sitting on sururun mutaqabilin, elevated couches, mutaqabilin. No one's back is towards another person. So right now, like those people in the back are like, yo, we all the way in the back. Like everybody's head is towards us. The Quran is saying that when they're sitting, they're sitting with mutual respect, like all facing one another, like in the way that their gatherings are. No one's back towards another person's back. Again, all animosity is taken out of their hearts. Then the narration goes forward. The narration goes forward. Ibn, Ibn Majah, he says that the Prophet Sallallahu he gave this vivid description. I'm going to read this in detail. He says that, Inna ahla al-jannah, al-jannah, when the people of Jannah enter into paradise, nazalu fiha, they will settle down in their places in Jannah with their families, with their servants, with their wine and their castles and their all that their heart desires. Fiha amalihim, due to the bounties of their good deeds that they did. And that's the action item. It's like, it's my actions right now that are I'm working towards that goal. They will be called on the day of Jumu'ah. Like the days of our week, they'll be called on the day of Jumu'ah. They will all come together. And the narration says they'll all come together called to this one gathering place to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will allow them to see His throne at that moment. And he will appear to them from one of the gardens of Jannah. They're all gathered together. Before they arrive, there will be members set up, places, elevated places to sit. Some made of light, some made of pearl, some made of rubies. Some made of gold, some made of silver. The narration says, now everyone has a different level. This is beautiful. Everyone has a different level, but because the hearts have been cleaned, nobody feels jealousy over the other person. So one of them, the lowest one, is sitting on a, a, a mountain made out of musk and camphor. But when he looks at the other, he doesn't feel any less than anyone else because the hearts have been purified. Abu Huraira, when he heard this hadith, he said, Ya Rasulullah, Hal nara Rabbana? Will we see our Lord? We've been worshiping Allah. We've been praying in the middle of the night, calling upon our Lord. Will we see Allah finally? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, yes. Hal fi shamsi wal qamar? Do you have any difficulty seeing the sun or the moon on a full night? We're like, no, it's easy. Like that. You will have no difficulty on that day of Jumu'ah seeing your Lord. This is where it gets deep. Everyone is called Yom al Jumu'ah, that one day of the week where everyone gets to meet Allah, see Allah. It says, There will be no one in that gathering. 
Except that Allah speaks specifically to that person every Jumu'ah. The narration in Ibn Majah says Allah will say to a person, Minkum, from amongst us. Yo, 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 Mikael, you remember that day you did such and such? This is Allah speaking to us. Reminding us of certain things we did in the dunya. The Prophet said that a person will say, Ya Rabbi, Alam taghfirli, didn't you forgive me? Didn't you forgive me already? bala, bala. Yes, of course you have been forgiven. It is because of the vastness of my forgiveness that you have reached where you're at right now. Now this is, the narration is heavy. It says, Just as they are all looking at the greatness of God, a cloud comes close to them and it rains down musk and beautiful fragrance. And the narration says, They've never smelt air or a fragrance like this. Now all of these people, they have been enjoying, enjoying Jannah day after day. On this one day, Yom al-Jumaati, they're called. They're called for what? To witness and see Allah. But the narration says that when they see Allah, they forget about all of the pleasure of dunya because there's no greater pleasure than the one who's been worshiping Allah their entire life wanting to be in the presence and see Allah. So the narration says that Allah will have to command them. Stand up everyone, y'all gotta go. Go back to Jannah. Next week we come back. Next week we'll be together again. Go, go and enjoy the Jannah that you have been given. Go and get what you like. Take what you want. Think about what you want and you will have that. So now everyone's going back home after Jummah, like we do. What do you do after Jummah? You dip back home. Then all of us now are taking our time after being in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going back to Jannah. Our husbands, our wives meet us as we come back home. They came back too. They say, welcome. Marhaban, come on. Habibti, Habibi, come. Welcome. And they say, you come back and you look more beautiful than you left. You come back and how you look, you smell better and you look more beautiful. So the people who just witnessed God, they come and they say to, the, to their spouses at home, they say, We sat with Allah today. We sat with Allah. Why should we not look more beautiful today? Anas bin Malik, he says, There's a marketplace in Jannah. Souq, some of y'all like to shop, right? Yo, Allah hasn't forgot us. There's a souq, a marketplace in Jannah. Every Jumu'ah, right after we see Allah, we pass through the marketplace, through the souk. Again, the narration says, they're walking through this marketplace 
and the fragrance of musk is flowing in, on their clothes and on their faces. And that air, فَيَزْدَادُونَ husnan wa jamalan, causes them to be more beautiful than they were. وَجَمَالًا فَيَرْجِعُونَ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِمْ They go back home to be with their families. وَقَدْ إِزْدَادُوا husnan wa jamalan. They have become more beautiful than when they left. Abu Huraira, he also narrates the same thing. He says that when they're walking through the marketplace, in that marketplace, they're going to be meeting each other, chilling with each other, because we remember each other from the dunya. One day, one of the Sahaba, he met with Abu Huraira, and he said, Abu Huraira said to him, may Allah let us chill in the marketplace of Jannah together. And this Sahabi had never heard that there's a marketplace in Jannah. So he goes, fil jannah And he narrated this hadith to him. He said, yes, the Prophet ﷺ has taught me that there's a marketplace in Jannah. And what will they do? They'll get to know each other, talk to each other. How, how was your dunya? How was your worship of Allah? Yo, yo, how was your tahajjud? What was it like for you? Yo, what was your fasting life? What were the struggles that you went through? What were they like? Yo, how was poverty, yo? SubhanAllah, when we all, like, you know, we all go through stages in life. But when you get to the next stage, you can look back at the previous one and just like, yo, you talk to wifey, you'd be like, yo, you remember we had that one bedroom joint? Like, you remember we had that? Yo, we was living in your mom's basement. You remember, like, look what a lot. You could look back. So they're looking back, and they're looking back at all those things, talking to one another. Yo, how was death? Yo, that was, was real. How was it like after all of the difficulties reaching Jannah? One of the narrations I wanted to share tonight, as we conclude this journey series, is there's a, there's a hadith that I have yet to mention. And the hadith says that on the day of judgment, to, to, to make something clear before everyone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take the person who lived the most luxurious life in this dunya, 50, 60, maybe 70 years, with no difficulty at all. Nothing but the best of the best. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in front of all of the creation will take this person and allow them just to dip into Jahannam for a second. And when that person is then pulled out immediately in front of all the creation, that person will be asked, have you ever experienced any goodness in your entire existence? And the person will say, by God, I have never experienced any goodness. And to bring the point home, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take the person that lived the most difficult life in this world. And you can imagine who that person is, most difficult. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take that person and for one moment, one millisecond, one fraction of a second and dip that person into Jannah. And will ask this person in front of all of the creation, let everyone know, have you ever experienced any goodness in your entire existence? any badness, any difficulty in your entire existence. And the person, by the goodness that they experience in that one moment in Jannah, 
will say, no, I have never experienced anything that was difficult. Everything that we are doing, our prayers, our fasting, our obeying the commands of Allah when it's difficult, it all becomes easy when you focus on this journey that is ahead of us. When you focus on the day of judgment, when you focus on the grave, when you live your life with that in front of you, it all becomes easy because that becomes the reality what you're living for. The purpose of this entire series was for us to walk through the Akhirah. It's hard to give justice to Jannah. It's hard to give reality that something that is beyond our understanding. The word infinity doesn't even make sense to us. What does that mean? But I know one thing. The Prophet has given us a description of our families, given us a description of our clothes. What about our jewelry? The Quran speaks of the jewelry that we'll be rocking. Sururin. Uh, uh, what's the verses? No? Nah? Don't speak if you don't know either. I'm going to look at you. <laughs> Surah Al-Dahr gives a beautiful description of Jannah. It speaks about the clothes made of silk. Clothes made of silk and green brocade. And it speaks of the jewelry that everyone has. A lot of your minds, you're going, that's all? Yo, what do people do in this dunya when they want to flex? They get a grill, yo. <laughs> that's all they can do is... Put jewelry on, put beautiful clothes on, buy the most expensive perfume. Allah speaks to our reality when he speaks to what's in Jannah. All of those things are real. Now here's something else. The Prophet says, I got a question, is there ibadah in Jannah? Is there worship in Jannah? The Prophet in a very sound hadith, he said, that yulhimuna fiha tasbih walhamd kama yulhimuna al-nafas fi dunya So you know how we involuntarily breathe in this world? The Prophet ﷺ, he said in Jannah, like thinking about ibadah is over. But you'll do tasbih the same way you breathe in this world. The difficult thing for some people to understand is that for us, Jannah is a physical thing and Jahannam is a physical thing. This isn't spiritual, this is real. The Prophet ﷺ has explained as much as words can explain. I was talking about the bracelets and the jewelry and all of these things. These are the things that the people of the world chase after. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said one time, he was sleeping in his house. It was the middle of the day. Umar ibn Khattab, he came in. Umar ibn Khattab came into his house. He saw the Prophet with like bedhead. You know when you lay and you got the, the marks? The Prophet had a very hard, a coarse mattress that he used to sleep on. So Umar ibn Khattab came in and the Prophet sat up and he could see the imprint on the Prophet's body and face from what he was sleeping on. So Umar ibn Khattab began to cry. And when he began to cry, the Prophet said, why are you crying? Explain to me what's going on. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at your house. And I see the marks that are on your body from your, the hard bed that you sleep on. But look at the, the leaders of this world that don't even know God, that, that live unrighteous life. Look what they have. And he's crying. 
the Prophet ﷺ, he sits up. He sits up and he says, Afika shakya ibn al-Khattab. Do you have doubt about this, O Umar al-Khattab? He says these words. All of that is for them here. For us, it's over there. The reason why we slack in our ibadah is because we have lost the reality of akhirah. I know this series was a heavy series, but guess what? Our hearts need this reminder because it makes the hajjit easy. It makes fasting easy. It makes covering easy. It makes lowering your gaze easy. It makes avoiding haram easy because there's something real in front of you. Jahannam is real. Those angels are real. And your wifey or husband at the door of your castle in Jannah is real. And they're waiting for you, watching every step you make here. Cheering you on, hoping you make the right decision so that you can be with them. So this is our Jannah that we're working hard for. The greatest bounty of Jannah is seeing Allah. When, they see, when we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will literally, the narration says, He will have to lower the hijab on Him so that we could go back to enjoying everything. Because were he to keep his hijab lifted, we would want nothing. We would enjoy nothing from the bounties of Jannah because we would be gazing at him all. That's it. So, so that we enjoy Jannah, he goes, let me cover. Go back and enjoy everything that I've given you. Go back and enjoy everything that I've given you. With our families, from this world who we've lost, we're with them. With our families who we have yet to know, but we know them inside, they are waiting for us. These are some of the things that have been described by the Prophet as being prepared for the believers in the Akhirah. And it is my hope that this whole series motivated you to put the Akhirah in front of you like a real thing, to work for it um, and, and strive for it. Um, it's only by remembering the hereafter that this journey becomes easy and we are able to overcome the difficulties of, of struggling for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is just a brief um, breakdown of what Jannah will be like. Uh, one of the, the, the verses, لَا يَسْمَعُونَ فِيهَا لَغْوًا وَلَا تَعْثِيمًا إِلَّا قِيلًا سَلَامًا سَلَامًا Beautiful speech with one another, no useless vain speech but greetings of peace and blessings to one another. The food of Jannah, the Prophet spoke of meat and wafakiha, fruits and trees under which a person will ride for a thousand years. Fruits that hang low. And the narration says, you pick one and the next one comes again. The Quran says that you will take a fruit and bite it and it will look like what you had in the dunya, but it will be different than what you had in the dunya. This ain't no mango, this is some other stuff. <laughs> the rivers of Jannah. Till today, all you want is a riverfront house. That's prime real estate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have that for you. I have that for you. So all of these are the descriptions of Jannah that are there. And it's a real reality that we're, we're focused on and that we're going for. It's, it's, it's beauty, it's enjoyment, it's honor. It's honor. You are 
the one that everyone is looking up to because you struggled and got through everything. So the clothes, the crown, the honor, all of that is for you because of what you struggled for. The Prophet Sallallahu in, in, in the Quran, it talks about the rivers of honey, rivers of water, rivers of wine, rivers of milk. The Hadith talk about the houses. The Prophet Sallallahu when he was taken for Isra and Mi'raj, he said that I was taken to a house and I, I saw this house. We talked about this before, maybe in week two or three. The Prophet ﷺ was walking through the gardens with the angels. And he said, what is that? Whose house is that? And they said to Muhammad, that's your house. And if you remember in week three, the Prophet, he's like, all right, peace, I'm out. <laughs> and the Prophet, the angel said, no, no, oh Muhammad, it's not time yet. You got work to do. You have to go back. You have to go back. The Prophet ﷺ, he said to Umar, he said, I was, I was walking through the gardens of Jannah during Isra and Mi'raj, and the angel showed me a house, and it looked beautiful, so I thought it was mine too. And they said, no, 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 that's Umar's house. And he said, I saw a woman outside, and I went to look, but then I remembered you, Umar, and I was like, okay, let me lower my gaze. <laughs> that's Umar's fam right there. Let me lower my gaze. This is a reality that we're working for. And some people are such, some of y'all in this room are such, that you walk around on this earth and the people of heaven hear your footsteps. The prophet was walking through Jannah and he heard footsteps and he asked the angels, whose footsteps am I hearing? The angel said, oh, oh, that's Bilal. We always hear his footsteps here. Because he was living in the world, but he wasn't living in the world. That's us, y'all. You live here. Do your thing. Get your degree. Get your thing. But this ain't home. It won't satisfy you. It's I. <laughs> it's I. It's good. Home is home. Home is your husband at the door of Jannah at that castle. Like, yo, this is it. The Prophet spoke of trees. Trees. When the wind blows, music the likes of which you've never heard comes from those trees. Colors beyond the spectrum of what your eye has seen. Colors beyond the spectrum. Sounds more beautiful than you've ever imagined. Food. The prophet was asked, well, if we eat so much food, then we won't need to get it out? The prophet said, hold up, I'll explain. You will sweat the most fragrant musk. My wife, like, get my man a husband, get him there now. <laughs> you will sweat. You will sweat, and that will be how that food goes away. But the sweat isn't sweat of dunya. This is sweat of akhirah. It smells, smells more beautiful. It smells more beautiful. This is what we've been promised in the akhirah. This is what we're working hard for. And, and one thing that really we should think about, وَكَانَ سَعْيُكُمْ مَشْكُورًا Allah says, 
that at the end of it, all of it will be worth it. How hard is it, guys? How hard is it to hold on to your deen? It's hard, right? Just remember, The reward is beyond what we can imagine in words. But alhamdulillah, our Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, has done his best to convey and explain as detailed as possible what those angels will be like, what those servant boys or men will be like, what the drinks of wine that they will give us will taste like, what those parties will be like. I think we can party, right? With the music and the alcohol. Let's get real, right? With the beautiful fly gear on. Rocking the ice. Oh. The face is shining. Yo, where you get all that noor from? What you do to get all that light on your face? Yo, I used to go to Fudger, yo. <laughs> I used to go to Fudger prayer. I read a narration that, the narration, I was, I was going to read this narration to you. The narration says that uh, in Jannah, it says, uh, Atta bin Yasar, he said, Mu'ad bin Jabal, he says, Sami'tu Rasul Sallallahu Yaqul, Al-Jannah to Mi'atu Darajat. This is crazy. Jannah has 100 levels to it. By the way, before I finish this narration, the person that has memorized Quran, the moment they walk in, their guide will say, okay, start reciting. Why? What do I have to recite for? I'm in the Akhirah now. Oh, no, no. You recite, and as you recite, you keep going higher. And wherever you re reach your last verse, that's your spot in Jannah. That, that's the person of the Quran. Yo, grab the Quran. So a hundred levels in Jannah. Kullu daraja. Minha. I think the angels give lukma too, yo. Like you get stuck, angels help you out a little bit. Because <laughs> that would be trippy to be like, forget a verse right there. I hope so, man. Kullu daraja. You know, and the beautiful thing is the prophet said, whoever starts the journey of something is resurrected as someone who has already completed it. The one who starts the journey, you don't know when you're going to die. So if you literally made intention today, I'm going to become a hafid of Quran. I know it. I had a teacher that started Hibs at the age of 67. And he was my teacher, so that means he finished. Too. <laughs> For real. But you make that intention... And you pass away, you like, Ya Allah, if you gave me more life, I would have finished. <laughs> the, the Prophet said, you're resurrected based on the action you stopped doing. Imam Kashif, his 12-year-old daughter passed away when we first started this halakha. Rahimahullah. He said that one of the last conversations was that she was memorizing Quran. And one of her last conversations was, Baba, I was getting so close to finishing the Quran, but it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to finish it. And Imam Kashif, he said to his daughter, he said, don't worry. The Prophet told us that there'll be an angel with you in your grave to make, help you finish the Quran. So you'll be resurrected on the Day of Judgment as a hafidah. So there are a hundred levels in Jannah. Kullu daraja minha ma bayna samai wal ard. 
every level is as vast as this universe. You, you see those amazing pictures from the, what, James Webb joint, whatever. Just think of the vastness of the universe. The prophet said that between each level, between each level is the distance of the heavens and the earth. The highest level is Firdaus. Now the next part is going to be hard though. The best part is Firdaus. The Arsh of Allah, the throne of God is at Firdaus. Minha to Fajrun and Harul Jannah. All the rivers of Jannah start from right there. فَإِذَا سَأَلْتُمُ اللَّهَ This is where we all think we're not worthy, but the Prophet told you to do it, so do it because he said so. When you ask Allah for Jannah, ask him to put you in Firdaus. Everyone in this room is saying, yeah, he wasn't talking to me. Everyone in this room is thinking, yeah, that's not me. I just want to get to the low one. But your Prophet said, no, ask Allah for Firdaus. Ask Allah, ask Allah, ask Allah, ask Allah. Beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you al-firdaus. The narration, one of the commentators, he said that one level, there's a hundred level, but one level is enough to fill all, is enough space for all of the people of each level. That's the vastness of one level, 100 levels of Jannah. So I was narrating this because I read something that said a person will be in Jannah and they will look up and they'll see what looks like a star. I've said this before. And they'll say, yo, what is that? And an angel will say to them, oh, that, that's not a what, that's a who. That's such and such. And they'll say, well, what did he do to get up there? And they'll say, oh, him, that one right there? Oh, all he did was one more subhanAllah than you. <laughs> SubhanAllah. <laughs> SubhanAllah. 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 I'm trying to get in front of y'all real quick, y'all. <laughs> trying to get in front of y'all. Um, beautiful narrations, beautiful narrations. Um, this is our Jannah that we're working for. This is your Jannah that we have given you as inheritance for everything that you have worked so hard for. Uh, yes, it's hard to hold on to the deen. Listen to this hadith. Indeed, the merchandise of God is expensive. Those, those cups with that wine in it, Asad. Those, those, that, that, that gear. The sil'ah, the merchandise of God is Jannah. That's what we're working hard, so hard for. So may Allah make us of those people who are uh, working for the Akhirah. May Allah make us of those people who are walking on this earth, but our hearts and our minds are in the Akhirah. May Allah make us of those people who keep in front of our minds and our hearts constantly this place that we are struggling to get to, to the Akhirah, to Jannah. May Allah allow us to meet our family members in Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for our sins. May Allah accept all of our righteous deeds. Um, so this concludes our journey series. Um, I hope it was inspiring and motivating to your hearts. Um, I hope it helped you get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Um, this is the last one of our journey series, inshallah ta'ala. Um, but we got another series. <laughs> um, since we're done, I'm just going to like, let you guys know. The next series that will start in two weeks, we'll take one week off, right? We'll take one week off, come down, right, a little. The next series is um, something I thought really hard about. The, in Arabic, they call it talbis al-iblis. Um, the tricks that shaitan uses against you. Uh, scholars have written entire books on what are the specific tricks that shaitan uses to misguide you. Um, the Quran says, Shaitan is your enemy, so treat him as such. But some of us aren't aware of what are the things he uses to misguide us. Um, and so I would like to go over different books that talk about the specific tricks that shaitan uses to take us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So um, in two weeks, inshallah, we'll be beginning that series. Same Wednesday night, same thing. Wednesday night, inshallah. Um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us, inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Nashhadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaqir wa atubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.